The following podcast is completely fictional. All of the characters, even those based on real people, are fictional. They are just impressions by a weird dude talking to himself for your enjoyment. Hola, bramigos. What's up, everybody? It is Above the Dave, and it is another episode of the Lot Scene Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about new songs. Why do new songs take so long to love? And what's that all about? Is it us? Are we weird? We're going to get into it, and we're going to have the help of one of our favorite friends, Spun Rob, who's going to pop in the studio and talk to us about all these new Disco Biscuit songs. Plus, we're going to be getting an exclusive version of a Disco Biscuit song done by our new house band. That's right, we'll get into it. The new house band, Cobalt Blue, a British punk band who only cover the Disco Biscuits. After that, we are going to be getting a visit from Ghosts of the Forest, and we are very excited to talk with them. And lastly, we have the... Michael Kang of String Cheese Incident here in the studio, and we cannot wait to talk to him. So grab your dust in a baggie and light up a fatty. It's The Lots. Why is it that so many of us will hear new songs from our favorite bands and be kind of just lukewarm, if not pretty unenthused, about what you just heard? Maybe tell some friends, eh, not really my thing. Don't really like the direction they're going in. I don't know. Is this what it is now? Are we doing this? And then four tours later, you're like, God, I'm I'm chasing it. I need it. It's so good. And then it begs the question, oh, is it because new songs often get jammed hard? And so you attach yourselves to the way you felt listening to how that song was jammed? Or you were at a show and heard uh, an amazing jam come out of that new song where the older songs may not get that type of love? Yeah, that, that is a thing. I mean, Fish does it and uh, a lot of bands do it. But... They want to push the new stuff and they want you and they want to, you know, hit some big jams on on the new stuff. So uh, that's a factor. Uh, but really, I'm not I'm not putting this on the bands or any tactics that the bands utilize to get you on board with the new stuff, because really, I think most bands who've been around for a while kind of already know the events that take place after new music you know, is released 
you know, I know the Grateful Dead, I'm sure, dealt with so much from their fans year, you know, year after year with their releases, their new music. I'm sure, you know, there's for every, you know, for every fan that was excited about, you know, where the band was at, there was there's got to be another three who were like wishing it was still like the 60s. So that's that had to be a thing. And, you know, that exists to some degree in the fish world. But like, I think at this point, Fish has so consistently come out with new good music that really they've been so effective at changing our minds on some of their music now for like 25 years where, I mean, I would say everything uh, from Farmhouse on has been met with like a, you know, in, and then in, into a yes, you know, years later. I don't, I don't understand why that is. Because I felt it too, and I will admit that at this point, after doing it for so long, that now when new music comes my way from Fish, I just trust that with time, I'm going to like it. I, I'm pretty much going to like most of it. Not all of it, but like most of it. But it took me like forever to get to that point. Like I, I do remember Farmhouse being like, oh man, this is it's not Story of the Ghost. <laughs> and then Round Room being like, fucking no. Now I will snip off a testicle to get me a seven below. Like I love all the songs from Round Room. I think Round Room is an excellent album with so many fantastic songs. What a, and Pebbles and Marbles, what a great opener. And just so many, so many songs. And I remember at the time it came out, I was in college and I was just like, eh, I don't know. It's all right. It's kind of like kind of cheese. I don't know. <laughs> and all of a sudden farmhouse was starting to look good. Cause I was going to shows and being like, yeah, but that Piper the other night, it's like, dude. And then it, it doesn't end. It, it just, it just kept going from there. I honestly listened to undermined album quite a bit. And a lot of those songs didn't become staples live probably because of like, the time frame of that album but that's album it kind of stands alone where a lot of the songs didn't really become mainstays or at least all the other albums i would say like half the album is rotated you know and jo- joy and uh is rotated and uh big boat and you know stuff that's happened post hiatus you know they rotate big boat i only listened to one time as a studio album i thought it was so so bad i said by far the worst fish studio album i kind of just wrote off the whole song book that they put together for this album as just a garbage period of, of fish songwriting and now i fucking get down to so many songs and love so many songs from big boat and it's like damn it they did it to me again uh sigma oasis i haven't listened to it a ton but it is a great studio album. It really is actually a great studio album. I do think also Undermine was an effective studio record uh, that I did listen to those albums a few times. We're not into really studio albums as much, but I will definitely say that I thought Sigma Oasis was a really good studio album. But the point I guess I'm trying to make is that with every album, I would say up and including Big Boat, I think uh, it was met with a critical eye that, man, I don't know. The band sets pretty high bars, higher than you get with other bands in terms of how much you're going to see them, how long they're going to perform each time they perform, uh, how many jams you're going to get and and rotated set lists and surprises and covers and all that stuff. I mean, they set the bar way higher, right? And that's why we like seeing them. But with that, there's going to be a 
a critical ear and expectations. And that's tough, man. I, I, I feel for these bands sometimes when they try to take some risks. Um, you know, the last band that I know just took a bunch of risks in the studio was Unfreeze McGee. And honestly, you know, I could see their fan base really conflicted, just like every fan base when a new album comes out. And some people really saying the more they listened to it, the more they liked it. The more they listened to it, the more they liked it. And they would, I saw it on Reddit in their group, like they would just be talking like, well, the first time I hated it. Second time, I was like, I don't know. Third time, I was like, pretty good. (laughs) Fifth time, I was like, fucking love these songs. That is a thing. And back in the day when there were CDs, we would buy a CD for 15 to 18 bucks or whatever. And then that was uh, the thing that we played over and over. Right. And so we became attached to those albums a lot, probably because of that repetition. And that doesn't exist anymore. And it hasn't since. Yeah, I mean, the Undermind I bought as a CD and I and I just threw it on all the time and and spun it. And because that's we were still in that that just that end period of that the cds there right before going into itunes and but everything everything since then you know even if i like an album now i'm just tossing it into a playlist with all these other albums of things that i'm i'm trying to expose myself and i'm trying to consume music differently right that's that's the that's the difference but it's always existed whether it was you know listening to the same cd and having it grow on you or now today having to just you know actively listen to a full album over and over and get yourself more attached to these songs. I don't it, there is something psychological that must happen by the repeated listenings where the first time we listen to a song, we're just taking it at this very face value of okay, there's some lyrics about this subject possibly and this is the beat and here comes the chorus and this is the breakdown and here's the solo and right and it's like we're just taking it in and I think that it is tough for humans to digest that in one sitting and go this is my opinion on it. I think it sucks, you know. <laughs> you know, anyone that listens to one something one time and then wants to to write a review about it, I don't know. I, I think that that's not how really an appropriate way to take in the music or maybe any music, but definitely, you know, I've seen it time and time again. I've been it time and time again with so many bands. You know, like the first time I heard Planet Anthem, I was like, this is hot garbage. And you know what? It actually is hot garbage. That's totally different. Uh, that that was atrocious. However, uh, none of those songs really have lasted the test of time. Even the the two or three that like should maybe uh, continue going on, like an Uber Glue and a and a City, right? Isn't the City from that album? Like, I mean, they don't really play that anymore. Uh, there are a few that that can be uh, heavy rotation songs. Uh, but they they don't. And that's super rare, right? Where you have a band that pretty much disowns the album because the reception is so bad. And, and that's kind of fascinating because, but if we're being fair and we're being honest about Planet Anthem, uh, the it's not good. It, it's a band, um, I don't know who they're hanging out with or who was telling them do this and do that. And, and, and these were the songs they presented to us and it, there really wasn't much to pick from uh, as a fan base that we were even with repeated listens um, could felt that switch, that change that happens. It's almost like a guys, you got to trust me type of thing, which I fish has earned that trust. And really I should have a long time ago trusted them way more 
than for some reason I did. And maybe it's just because we're just fucking critical uh, and nerds about jam bands or some of us. If you're if you're not good for you, obviously I am. I have a fucking podcast about it. So, yeah, I mean, I, I we talk about it a lot and this and that and what we like. And and then every single time, four years later, they'll play some song off that album that I thought, you know, wasn't good when it came out or that song that I thought was was so shitty or cheesy or sounded like dad rock. And now I'm fucking singing along and then they tear it up some jam. And now I will suck a dick for seven below. OK, seven below. I will put seven below my nose in my mouth for seven below. OK, I don't know. It's it's a it's a it's a weird thing. It's like it's like when I feed my cat like we we get all this different cat food because you want to, you know, not feed this, the cat the same exact flavor or whatever in the can all the time. And every single time I switch up this cat's cat food and I put it in front of him, he just walks up and he sniffs it and then he walks away or just stares at me and he never eats it. Never. The first time. Just like, what's this? That's different. Not, mm, I don't know. Probably, that's not for me. And then he thinks about it and then he comes back to it and, and, then, and then he eats it every time. He, eventually, hours go by, he's going to turn around, he's going to eat it. And that's that's how a lot of us are about this music. When first presented to you, it's going to have a different effect. It's, music needs to find its place in your soul. It needs to. You need to associate that song with feeling, with moments. And sometimes you're in that moment, that first time you hear it, and you don't think much of it. And then years go by and you think about that moment you were in it, listening to it. And and all of a sudden, it's, it's association. I think that's the psychological thing about it. it. So I find that really kind of fascinating. And I'll say this lastly about this topic. Um, because I know I was praising fish and kind of shitting on the biscuits with Planet Anthem, but but I'll say this: the Disco Biscuits right now uh, in in 2022 have been just dropping song after song after song, both as studio versions and four times, five times that amount um, at their live shows uh, that look like they're going to be around for a while, and also more that probably will be putting together what I imagine is going to be an album. Uh, but they're doing it the new way, not just surprise dropping us an album there uh, after making us wait. And they've had more successes than failures as the studio, honestly, their studio stuff, I think. But this new one is definitely going to be in that way where they're dropping like a lot of singles and then we'll probably release an album with, you know, half of the songs you already know. And, and the other half we may know also, but we haven't heard the studio version. And the studio versions are, are pretty good, though I'm not listening. I'm not going back and listening to them. But um, I am super excited about what they're putting out right now, as is most of the fans. Most, of course, there are plenty of critics about the, you know, what's happening right now with the Disco Biscuits new songs. And that's very common. But honestly, what I'm seeing is that that attitude kind of, I don't know when it was, but it feels like that attitude more or less. I'm seeing it with the Umphreys with their new album. I'm seeing it with the new Biscuit crowd and their songs. I'm seeing, even seeing with the fish, you know, Fisher fans are can be even more critical, but I am saying, I, I think in general, people are kind of just hating on the haters. Like you're, it's dude, just, it's lame. It's lame to just hate on the new stuff. It's played out because these bands will prove to you that you're going to like it down the road. If jam band fans are anything, it is obviously loyal and uh, obsessive 
right? And we clearly are the type of people who latch onto something and and hold on tight. And we've been holding on to these bands for a long time. And so put your faith in it and stop nitpicking all the little things that they're doing and just let them do their thing, put faith in it and and put faith that if it sucks, that they're also going to move on from it. And if and if it's if it doesn't suck, then they're going to stick with it and they're going to know what to do because they're your favorite band. So chill the fuck out. And I think that's the mentality that if when people have been hating on the Umphreys, the Umphrey fans are just like, dude, it's just shut up. It, it's you know what I mean? Just shut up. It, the hate is just not needed. It, and and so but the mo but the, I'd have to I have to say that the, the new Disco Biscuits material has been met with a very surprisingly uh, overwhelmingly positive response. And I, the band knows it. And we're letting them know that we really like the new direction. And if we have criticisms about certain songs or certain things that are happening, you know, we're keeping it pretty quiet because we know that that's those same criticisms time and time again, man. It'll be years down the road and you're going to be at a show or you're going to be hear a version of it and, you, and you're going to be like, ah, oh, fucking, that's, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> so to talk more about this, actually, I'm going to bring on our first guest. This guy is a lot seen podcast favorite, good buddy of mine. And he's, he's been to a, a recent Biscuit show. We're going to talk about it and we're going to talk about some of these new Disco Biscuit songs. Everybody give it up for my main man, Spun Rob. What's up, dude? What's up, dude? Dude, yeah. What's up, Spawn? Chan, dude. Fucking kicking it. For sure, dude. For sure, dude. What you been up to lately, man? Oh, dude. I've been going hard, dude. Just hard right now, dude. Oh, yeah? What's, what's, what's been your thing? I'm seeing mad fucking music right now, dude. So, last night I checked out this band Swaddle, dude. They were fire. Swaddle, huh? I, I haven't, haven't heard of them. Yeah, dude. They're a twiddle cover band, dude. Oh, Damn. Yeah, well, good for Twiddle, I guess. That that's cool. They got a they got like a tribute band. Yeah, dude. Actually there's mad tribute bands for damn bands right now, dude. Actually, in the last like two, three months, I've seen like a whole bunch, dude, coming through. Cause I'm up like in Burlington right now. Oh, that's that's nice. Yeah, dude, just kicking it up there, you know. Just um it's harvest, you know, just just getting just getting all my weed ready, dude, and just kind of you know just kind of hunkering down right now. But there's been like awesome music coming through Burlington. So um, just in like the last like month or two, I saw um, Moose. Oh, okay. Is oh, is that a Goose cover band? Yeah, dude, that's a Goose cover band. Um, saw Ugly McPhee's. Is that an Umphrey McGee's cover band? For sure, dude. Uh, Crisco Briskets. Crisco Briskets. That's right, dude. They're fucking fire, dude. They they do disco biscuit songs, but um, the singing's worse. Oh, damn. That's that sounds really bad. Yeah, dude. Yeah, but like honestly, the sickest one I saw was a few nights ago. Uh, I saw Mel. I saw Mel. I I haven't I haven't heard of them. Oh, dude, Mel. Yeah, Mel is the all girl Mo cover band. Yeah, dude. Sick as fuck, dude. Fucking Mel, dude. Wow. So Spun Rob, you did do a recent disco biscuit show too right oh for sure yeah dude uh, i did the whole brewery tour actually oh yeah that was those three nights where they performed at various breweries in in september right yeah dude saranac for two nights and then stony creek dude yeah those shows were the business dude boys were firing on all synergers dude you mean cylinders what did, what did, what did i say you said synergers 
Yeah, no, I'm going to go with that. Synergers, yeah. Okay. But the beers were tasty, dude, yeah. Like, not really a Saranac guy, per se. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I mean, not, you know, not when I'm raging biscuits, for sure. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're pairing their beers with, like, some barbecue, that'd be hella tight. But I'm pairing it with ketamine and my DMT vape, and the maltiness of the brews just didn't vibe with the ketamine drip I was rolling with at the time. Totally makes sense. For sure, so... But the shows were straight flizzames, dude. Sorry if you don't, dude. Fucking B4L, for real, dude. My whole crew, baby, was locked and loaded, dude. But, yeah, if I'm being real, though, dog, yeah, be real with me, man. Dude, honestly, the breweries, they didn't realize what they were agreeing to, man. What do you mean? They were shook by the wook that weekend, dude. They're used to, like, 40-year-old married dudes in cargo shorts talking about craft beer. And then your boy rolls up with a GD pin in his flat brim. You know what I mean? Fucking dreaded out, dude. I mean, spun. These dreads you got right now, man, are so long, dude. I got this one dread, dude, right here, dude, that goes right here from my head. It goes all the way down to my asshole hairs, dude. And then they attached and dreaded to the dread. So I'm going to work my way down my left leg now. That is impressive, man. Holy shit. Yeah, so. Anyway, dude, I roll up looking like fucking if Bob Marley banged one of the fucking Snow White's dwarfs, dude. You know what I mean? Like, they were not ready for Spun, dog. Probably dopey, huh? For sure, dude. For sure dopey, dude. <laughs> uh, anyway, dude, I'm just covered in tie-dye, smelling like patchouli and hand-rolled cigs, dude. And at one point in the lot, dude, one of their security guys came up to me and my crew, and, and, and he was like, yo... Is it someone's birthday? And we were like, I don't know, pig? Like, why? And he was like, because everyone's holding balloons. And we were like, yo, oh, dude, he's got, like, no clue, dude. So, yeah, we were like, yeah, dude, it's fucking Trey's birthday. And he's the, he's the guitar player. And he was like, oh, okay, cool, and walked away. And we are just like, he's like, real supportive fan base. And I was like, dude, oh, dude, we're the most supportive, dude. <laughs> they were not ready for us, dude. How was the music overall? Oh, dude. Oh, my God, dude. Bruh. Where to start, man? Probably fucking that confrontation into Omniwa. Back into confrontation was insane, dude. Oh, weird. I don't, uh, I don't see that here on the set list. Or, or maybe it was confrontation into inverted morph, dude. Hmm. Either way, dude, first night was epic, dude. Oh, night one, uh, people were saying that that Shemra into who's, in, who's in charge, dude. Totally. That's what I meant, dude. That's what I meant, dude. <laughs> dude, the fucking mall, dude. It hit hard that set break, dude. Plus, I don't really even really know what I'm doing anymore because, like, I'm just, I pretty much just fucking destroyed my brain with drugs. Yeah, yeah. But night two was sick, dude. Oh, yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah, that's cool. The two-nighter, man. That's, that's cool. Did you, did you stay at a hoodie? Dude, with conflation the way it is right now, dude. Wait, you, with what? With conflation right now, dude. You mean inflation? Nah, I'm, is, which is the one where the where the prices go up? Yeah, that's in that's inflation. Yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying, dude. No, man, the way with the way the inflation is right now, dude. Nah, dude. Me and my homies snuck into the brewing facility actually and slept in the closet. Whoa, damn, that is that's ballsy, man. Dude, desperate times, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's some look shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was crazy. We were just sleeping in this, like, this closet. And, like, 
In the middle of the morning, dude, some employee opened the closet and grabbed something, but must have thought my head was a mop, you know what I mean, or something, because they just went on with their day. So I slept like a champ, honestly, man. That's cool, man. Good for you. That's good for you. Save that Save that money. You know? Save that money, buddy. Thanks, dude. So Spun, uh, I was talking about how, you know, sometimes new songs, they don't always hit the way we think a new song's going to hit. It's never quite like the old stuff. And then what happens is the new stuff then eventually does become the stuff that was played enough times and maybe even becomes the old stuff. And then all of a sudden we, we start wanting, chasing, hoping for those songs, loving those songs. And just I was kind of talking about that. And I was also saying that these new Disco Biscuit songs, man, I mean, they're fucking Fliz Ames, dude. Fucking Fizzire, dude. Fucking, fucking, dude, fucking step on the rocket ship, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, dude, well, yeah, let's, let's do, I'm going to, how about this? I'll say some of the new Disco Biscuit songs and let's get the Spun Rob review on that. Let's get it. Um, yeah, let's start with that. Tourists, otherwise known as Rocket Ship. Uh, dude, I don't know, fire. One chance to save the world. Uh, fire. Space train. Straight fire. Times square. Fucking fireballs. Big as the sun, dude. Wormhole. Uh, I don't know, fucking a freaking thousand suns fucking beaming you in the fucking face, fucking melting it off. Freeze. Oh, let me think. A fucking universe that's completely comprised of all suns just burning and rotating and orbiting around each other, just exploding one after another. Yeah. That's fucking freeze, dude. You feel pretty strongly about these new songs, which is not that common, right? Biscuit fans, man, we love songs about space, dude. I mean, let's be honest, dude. Songs about, like, space and the world and shit, dude. Like, man, we're always getting down with that shit, dude. Rocket ships, fucking space bird, dude. Yeah, that is, that is a thing, huh? Jigsaw, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We always, we always seem to like those. The very moon, dude. <laughs> dude, that's like my jam right there. Dude, saying, dude. Fucking 99, dude. I feel that, Spun. I feel that. Is there any song that the Disco Biscuits have that you do not like of their new songs, dude? I don't know why, dude. I'm just a hater um, when it comes to Evolve. What? Dude, you're hating on Evolve? Yo, dude. Dude, I'm just fucking with you, dude. Of course, dude. Evolve? Evolve is so fire, dude, that, like, I'll be honest, first time I heard it, dude, I fucking shit my pants. You did what? You heard me, dude. Yeah, first time I heard Evolve, shit my pants. Oh, man. Were you, like, fucked up at a show or something? Nah, dude. Nah, I was listening to Nugs. Um, just a real fire version. And I was just driving in my car. I mean, I ate a burrito. I was kind of sitting a little funky. But then I heard Evolve for the first time. And it was just, like, a sick live version on Nugs and, like, soundboard. And, like, just fucking the combo between the burrito, the carne asada, and just that just fire Evolve um, was just... Uh, was just too much so yeah i shit my pants damn yeah no it's good it is shit your pants good it is yeah it's one of my favorites of the new of the new stuff for sure dude for sure well spun rob it has been uh, a pleasure man Am I, are you gonna be doing uh new year's oh dude yeah dude <laughs> yeah dude fucking yeah you know i get down dude b for l all my people out there dude fucking b for l dude fucking robot savers fucking cult tuesdays bro fucking b for l check me out dude i'm gonna be slanging grilled nfts dude all right, give it up for SpongeBob, everybody. Peace, guys. Okay, and next we are going to be hearing a Disco Biscuit song as performed by our new Lotzine podcast house band. And their name is Cobalt Blue. And you may be asking above the Dave, what happened to prison pajamas? We thought they were pretty tight. 
Well, yes, we all did. We all thought that they were great. However, it is unfortunate that I have to deliver the sad news that prison pajamas have been canceled. Yeah, it's a sticky situation. Basically, from what I'm hearing, the drummer accused the guitar player of saying and doing some inappropriate things. The guitar player then turned on the bass player and said, well, he uh, said some really awful things and did some really terrible stuff, which he had pictures of, and it was a whole thing. So then that canceled the bass player, and then the bass player in turn revealed uh, some emails that the drummer actually sent that were incredibly racist. And so then that canceled the drummer. Um, the keyboard player didn't seem to be canceled. Everything seemed pretty cool with him. Weeks after the band had to call it quits because they canceled each other, the keyboard player did walk into a Wendy's and started masturbating, and so then he was canceled. So it doesn't have to be the end-all be-all for them, right? Um, we wish them the best. We have a new house band. These guys are from the UK. We searched long and hard for a new house band, and we really feel like these guys got something special. So right now, we are going to get the first song from our new house band. This is a version by Cobalt Blue of Rock Candy by the Disco Biscuits. All right, Cobalt Blue. Give it to us. And you got you brought up, and I got I got you, and you got you brought up, and now we both are down. Give it up for Cobalt Blue, everybody. All right, moving on. Next, coming into the studio, unbelievably excited to have this band. They are a group that was put together after Trey uh, lost a very good friend and wrote some of his most incredible music here uh, of, his, of his later stage of his career. This band uh, then performed. I haven't seen them personally, but very excited to talk with them. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Ghosts of the Forest. Hello? Is anybody there? Is anybody there? Oh, that's, that's weird. My mug just moved. My, my mug just moved again. That's really odd. 
Okay, this is getting weird. Hello? Who was that? Who's talk who's talking right now? Where can I guys where's the, where's the band? Oh my god, no. Oh my god. We have actual ghosts in our studio? Oh god. Oh, this is a living situation. Damn it. Oh my god. Uh, are you telling me that our freaking studio's haunted? Ooh. We are ghosts who came from the forest to come all this way to tell you the Disco Biscuits blow. <laughs> oh man, and they're freaking haters too. Fucking man. Oh. Hey, can you not touch my mug? Hey, listen to me about the Dave. This is, sounds better than literally any Disco Biscuit song. Yeah, real real funny, guys. This is, guys, this is, how do we, what are we going to do about this? Hey, guys, look, he's got fish posters. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, Dave. What? When's the last time you made a woman come? <laughs> uh, let me guess. Never. <laughs> you Guys, shut up. I'm just, I just, I like jam bands, all right? And, and uh, you know, this is, this is my podcast studio, okay? Oh, well, now it's a haunted jam band studio. This is fucking wonderful. Oh, God damn it. I don't know why. Uh, is, Vinny in, is Vinny here? He's got COVID? Fuck, that's, that's convenient. And his grandmother died? Damn. It's a one-two right there. And he's got food poisoning? Wait a second. Someone go find Vinny. Hey, above the Dave. What is it, dude? Hey, do you, do you mind if I just, if I just noodle on and on and on incessantly with no direction? Oh, wait, you freaking love that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, Dave. Did you know the Disco Biscuits really suck? Yeah, cool. I haven't heard this one, guys. Who listens to this stuff? Seriously. This place looks garbage. What if, what, if, what if I take you back to the forest? Well, I don't know. It's kind of fun to haunt this place. We have so many, so many virgins. So many jam band nerds. I could have a great time haunting this studio. Well, yeah, I mean, but the forest is way more spooky. This is not, this is not spooky in here. Well, not yet, but I can make it spooky. Marco, Marco, hey, Marco, can you can you help me with this? No, you can you can leave your post by the janitor's closet. Can you 
Marco, um, is there anything we can do about the situation? Run is an act really scary, and maybe they'll chase me outside the studio. Oh, dude, that's yeah, that's a really that's a smart idea. I like that. Yeah, how about you know? Uh, you run and see if you find me, and then close the door. Hey, Bones and Dave. What is it, Ghost? Hey, Bones and Dave. Are your parents proud of a 40-year-old drug-addicted loser spending all of his money on a band that plays the same songs over and over? Well, let me think. Probably not. Run, Marco, run! Ah. Oh, let's get him, everybody! Let's get him! I think that worked. All right. Nice. Okay. Um, so let's bring on our final guest of the day. This guy is such an incredible musician. Got to see him a few times. And one of the biggest uh, and best jam bands there's been in the last, you know, 30 years. Coming out of Colorado, like so many great jam bands, these guys really have left truly quite an imprint on this entire community with really great songwriting and, and really epic jamming. So excited to talk with this amazing mandolin player and songwriter singer for the String Cheese Incident. Of course, we are talking about the wonderful Michael Kang, everyone. Michael, thanks so much for coming, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up, dude? Really cool to be here. For sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> dude, epic, man. Michael Kang, dude, in the building. This is sick. <laughs> so, Michael, I gotta ask. Whoa, what is happening right now? Oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Oh, shit. Yo. We have a situation right now going on in our janitor's closet. Oh my god, the portal has been opened. Uh, the portal is open. Uh, where's Marco? Fuck, Marco's gone. Oh shit. Someone was supposed to man the door. Oh shit. I'll go check it out, man. No, Mike, do not go over there. Mike, 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 Michael, get away from the door, dude. Oh god, I'll check it out, man. What? No, dude, no, don't open that door. Whatever you do, Mike. Oh shit. Oh my god, Michael Kang just got sucked into the portal. Oh shit, oh shit. Oh wow, and a huge fucking beast is coming through the other side. Holy shit. What? It's fucking Tila on the multi-beast. Whoa, ladies and gentlemen. Tila is in the studio. Hi, how are you? Hi, Tila. Do you want to sit and chat? Uh, okay, all right. Hold on. Just gonna get off the multi beast. Okay. Uh, should, I, should, I, should, I, should I sit right here? Yeah, yeah, no, sit, sit right there, Tila. Damn. Whoa. Tila, you, you just came through a portal from Gamehenge and now you're in my st-
studio here in the real world. And it was in that moment that I realized he sure is cute, but I could never. We're from two different worlds. That, that was weird. It's that kind of. I kind of feel like I just heard like your thoughts inside your head. I knew the lizards talked highly of him, but I never knew he'd be this handsome. What, where's that voice coming from? Is that is that you that's saying that? I can see what Colonel Forbin was talking about. I mean, woo! You are dumb thick. Oh, he's got a way with words. I like that. Why do I hear the, your inner monologue? He's not the smartest, but he sure is cute. So, tell me about you, I guess. So you were like born right outside of Wilson's castle? In a vulgar, crooked hut. In a vulgar, crooked hut. Yeah, that sounds rough. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I had to beg, uh, borrow, steal, even kill. Whoa, man, that's intense. I even had to start an OnlyFans. Oh, shit, an OnlyFans? Shit, what's, what's that username, girl? I stopped about the name. Oh, okay. You know my name. You know who I am? Yeah, I've heard about you. I'm lizards. Intro guy Steve said he told them about me. It was in this moment that I knew that he was the one for me. Uh, oh yeah? Oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so, uh, you wrote in on this thing here, right? This huge, it's a multi-beast, right? That's what this is? It's like a cross between a horse and a camel. They're all over the land of Camhenge. Oh yeah? One kind of multi-beast is extinct because they just tasted so damn good. <laughs> So, so what's new with, with Gamehenge? Why, uh, what's going on over there with the, the revolutionaries, huh? Oh, not much lately. Not much, if you mean being sought after by pretty much everybody. When all you wanted was the boy on the other side of the portal. Whoa, what is happening? Well, yeah, Wilson's still in charge. And, um, that's pretty much it. And everyone's trying to sleep with me. Like, all day, every day. It's hard being the hottest chick in Game Hench. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet. So, Tila. Oh, whoops, I dropped something. Oh. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, oh. Okay, yep, that's my junk. Oh, that's my junk. Okay, why do you... I knew it must have been true. Whoa, I, I crossed some boundaries right there. Wait, where are you headed? Oh, she's getting back on the multi-beast. Well, you're, you're going back in the portal? That's right, I gotta go. Oh, okay. Uh, well, uh, just, uh, I hope I see you around. Oh, was a little suspicious, but uh, she has gone back through the portal and the portal has closed. Oh my god. Tila just touched my junk. Tila just touched my junk. Tila just touched my junk. Dude, that was nuts. Oh man.
that the first time a woman has touched your penis, you jab that leg? Oh, fuck, the ghost is still haunting our fucking studio. God damn it. Oh, what's this? Are you falling in love with a fictionary character in a jam rock opera? You freaking loser! <laughs> it's too easy, it's too easy. Oh, please let me haunt something that's not quite as lame. Oh my god, oh, I'm in tears, it's so pathetic. Oh, god damn it. All right, well, we got to wrap this up. I'm going to thank my guest, uh, Spun Rob, for coming in. Also, Ghost in the Forest, the uh, the actual ghost uh, in the forest. We less lame as a band. And Michael Kang, who we didn't even get a chance to talk to, who is now in Game Hedge. I'm very concerned about that situation. And the surprise guest, uh, Tila and the Multi-Beast, for, for popping in there and then returning back to Game Hedge. Um, yeah, this was, this was a wild one. So, but next week we will be back and I'm going to be talking about my top five best new jam bands. That's right. I'm going to be talking about some new, newer acts, you know, maybe in the last five, seven years that have been making some real splashes in this scene. And after that, we're going to be speaking with a security guard who works at Starlin Ballroom in New Jersey, and his name is Rex, and he's going to tell us what it's like to be a security guard. And then we're going to have Mark Brownstein and John the Barber of the Disco Biscuits come in and tell us about a ton of new tour dates that they are going to be doing here in 2023. And finally, we're going to have a first-timer to the podcast, another founding member and amazing musician of the band String Cheese Incident, Bill Mershey is coming into the studio. So, very exciting week next week. Please come and tune in. And thank you for listening this week. Always a pleasure. I've been Above the Dave. And this has been The Lots of